Keep them decoms rolling. Right. Cut it up, cut it up, cut it up. A whole new pod. Howdy, partners. This here is Sheriff Lucas Melby. This is Deputy Jacob Telejohn. We we running this. Uh, this is a whole new pod ranch. We got a. Not the dressing kind either. It's okay here. <laughs> All right, Jacob. He, uh, you know, killed that, buried it six <laughs> feet down under there. But Oof, if you uh, could make it through our not offensive uh, accents, this is a whole new pod podcast about disney channel original movies and all that can entail and it can be a lot we've already said ourselves who we are lucas melby and jacob telegen we're just gonna do that on repeat in different ways for the whole episode (laughs) just keep introducing ourselves we as we mentioned in our last episode and you can probably pick up here because you didn't hear him sigh or something we are samless (sighs) this week samless I don't know quite on the schedule when we will expect him back. It might be in three episodes. It might be next one. Who knows? We didn't invite him either for this episode. He made me mad off off air. (laughs) On his birthday. Well, yeah. (laughs) Sam likes to dredge up a lot of uh, background information about us, old grudges or whatever. We don't need to do that here. Because while we talked about in the last episode that this movie maybe wasn't one we were the most excited about, it turned out to be one that... I still took a lot of notes about, so it could be a you know a reasonable length episode again. That movie is, of course, Horse Sense, starring the Lawrence brothers, or two of the Lawrence brothers, Andrew and Joey, I believe, who we did a little bit of research. It's a new thing for this show to do a little bit of research, a but they were stars. They were kind of Bro- like... Brotherly, that, brotherly love. Yeah, they're kind of like Hanson... The Hanson Brothers, if they oh. were Disney Channel stars. Huh. So, Brotherly Love was a Disney Channel show, ran for, it looks like, a couple of seasons. Wow. And we, I think, can expect them to show up in some other Disney Channel original movies, including true? at least one sequel to Horse Sense, oh where my. Andrew and Joey will reprise their characters. Hmm. But, enough preamble there, let's start where... All good things begin, which the is opening title card. The beginning, where we always start. This one, nothing too much to write home about. It's got a little jaunty western style music playing as we get the title of Horse Sense in front of some cattle on and, a cattle uh, farm. Yeah, there's a uh, the farmhouse in the background, and we see Horse Sense over not horses, but yes, the cattle. And it's we'll find out eventually that the this ranch is in Montana. Yeah, but I will say this. Opening credit sequence is one that I knew before we even started this oh podcast my. because to be a good millennial, I could talk about one of my favorite YouTubers that I follow who goes by the name Nakey Jakey, oh. who does a lot of video game related content, but also recently has gotten to, like all good millennials, got to mine that vein of 90s nostalgia. Jeez. So he's talked about Disney Channel original movies. And horse sense. Well, so that's the thing where he does all of his videos where he's just on a green screen constantly and will just throw up random things that are related to that. And that's not. what he used? And he, for whatever reason, puts what? the t- opening title sequence of Horse Sense up all the time. It's a little different. But he did do a video about Disney Channel original movies, so that could be one of relevant interest to the listeners to check out. Not that I want to, you know... Plug. Give away too much of our material. Like, hey, this is the main decom source you should be going to. But it's a short little video that is enjoyable. So that's... This is, for me, an iconic opening title sequence, even if it's really nothing to write home about. We're then first introduced to our first character, 
Tommy, who is being called by his mom, who will learn its name is Jules, to come down to breakfast. She's got a big country breakfast. Big helping of eggs. and There's a lot. There's eggs, sausage, pancakes. And two of grown adult men. Not not quite yet. We'll get introduced to them later. But yes, it's a very hearty breakfast that would probably not be very good for your heart as well. But it looked pretty good to me. Hearty. Hearty. Yeah. Thank you for spelling right, it out, my, my hilarious joke. Yeah, I do. Tommy is up in his room. He's carving a whistle that we'll learn is for his cousin Michael. because and it has an M etched into it. Yep. That He's going to actually, he's being flown to where Michael lives in California, and that's why his mom's calling for him, because he's going to miss his plane. But he's yeah. working on this whistle, because when they had last met, which was at a family reunion, Michael had liked, I guess a whistle he had made for him there so much. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to get him another whistle. Yes. So, what, what happened to the first one, though? We never never got the closure on the whistle. I guess it was like a prototype whistle, uh, maybe. So he had really honed his craft yes. and finished the, the final product. That makes sense. So after breakfast, they hop in the, the good old truck on the, the farm. Trusty. Tr- driving truck. out there. Tommy asks, Mom, what's California like? And she says, well, it's a little different. Then we get a smash cut to a very iconic California image, I guess, which is a video alarm clock that our second character, main character, Michael, has in his room that is just a smiling mouth, a close-up really, on a woman's it's mouth. It's really creepy. It's yeah. Like a, it's like a moving image. It's like a it's like a video alarm clock. It feels like something that should be in, like, Xenon or some other weirder, more fantastical decom. Do you remember what time he was waking up at? Eh, probably like it 9 was, o'clock or something. It was probably something. really late. It was Yeah, probably late. It wasn't no 4.30. Yeah, but it's some smiling woman's mouth saying, wake up, wake up, proto-Siri or something. And he's got a creepy smile on his face as he's waking up to the creepy Siri. So, despite being, well, I guess maybe not despite, but they're brothers, but there's quite an age difference. As far as, we're talking about the actors here. Not in the movie. They're not brothers separated Tommy by... and Michael in the movie are cousins. In real life, they're brothers. But there's quite the age difference. Tommy is probably like, I don't know. 10 or 12. In the movie, I think he's 12. supposed to be 10. I don't know his real life age. But in the movie, Tommy's 10. Michael is 20. So quite an age difference there. And Michael is... They really hammer home some fun little jabs at Californians. Or at least upper class Californians. That still somewhat remains true today. And is a rare instance because a lot of these decoms have taken place in California or like type things. Well, they get jabs at country people a little bit too, but mostly the butt of the jokes in this movie is Michael. And one of those is we see his maid, who I believe is named Arlene, that she's preparing some kind of smoothie for Arlene's him. Arlene's son. Yeah, she's preparing a smoothie. She's putting, like, I don't know if it's wheatgrass. It's some yeah, ridiculous some concoction. Greens. And she's like, oh, how can you drink this? So yeah. weird health trends is something that she's still like, remains. you got to put some meat on your bones, boys. I got 8% body fat. I'm lean. He he is lean and he's cut. He There's yes. some, there's some uh, scenes of him in a tank top that I'm sure made some young Disney Channel girl fans go a little wild. I mean, they love the Lawrence brothers. They love the Lawrence. Weird health trends are still very much a thing. I was in California the last year around this time and seeing all the different stuff on the menus. People were drinking the wheatgrass. All sorts of stuff. Acai bowls are very big. I know I've heard some people say that just going somewhere and like ordering like a buffalo chicken wrap. They'd be like, do you want chicken for that? 
as like the what? vegan is like the first option. And when he got served at this, some, this person said, uh, here's the vegan or non-vegan buffalo chicken wrap because that's just how they roll in wow. California. Uh, but getting back to turkey bacon. Yeah, the turkey bacon will come back soon. Coming back to horse sense. Yeah. Michael, over his slim breakfast, is talking to his mom, who reminds him that he's supposed to pick up Tommy from the airport. And he drops, oh, I gotta hang out with Gina. Gina, my girlfriend. She's a big movie star. Her dad's a big movie yeah, director. Yeah, th- at first I thought she was a movie star, That's but it I seems thought. that her dad is a director or something. And his mom's like, Gina? He's like, yeah. You know, Tornado, Tornado 2. <laughs> Sharknado as the first one I had heard. I like the the Disney Channel cinematic universe of fake Twister. movies. So he's well, I want to do a lot of stuff with Gina. My schedule's packed, but I should be able to fit Michael in or uh, Tommy in. And his mom really wants to hit home that he needs to give him a good time because Tommy's fucking sad because his dad has died at least yeah. somewhat in recent memory. Michael's also in college. As being a 20-year-old, he's in college, and no. we see him just being a generally douchey guy, as is evident with his wardrobe, because he has a sweater tied around his neck. Yes. Like some Douche. country club person. And also, he's very bad in school. We Got get a to solid see, D. We get to see Gina and Michael in a very interesting class of land trust and management or something which might just play a role somewhere a little foreshadowing there uh in the movie but he's bad in that class gets a d which he says well any chances stands for delightful Delightful. not a good joke but gina ha 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 you're so funny we didn't see what gina got but we assumed she got a d minus Ah, she might be good, but she's seemingly of uh, class like Michael, where it probably doesn't matter how well she does in school. She's kind of set up. Both are trust fund kids. Yes. They're leaving class, and Gina gives Michael a two-week anniversary gift, or a little bit of an early two-week anniversary gift. Nice little watch. Which is ridiculous, but I think we're supposed to think that. But he looks at the watch and says, oh, no, I'm late to get Tommy. So he races off in his cool convertible Porsche or Porsche. Porsche. However it may be. I think they say Porsche in this movie. He gets Tommy and Tommy doesn't seem too annoyed that he's at least a half hour or so late. Probably about an hour. He's Yeah, just the traffic, man. The traffic's a little, you know, rough and Tommy's just smiling. Let Let me tell you about the California traffic. Mike, we've already established... Wearing the, yeah, the country club attire. Tommy looks pretty dweeby. He's got a button-up shirt, fully buttoned up. He's a little chubby. Got a cowboy hat on. Yeah, cowboy vibe. So they're driving home in the cool car. Tommy keeps trying to talk to Mike, and I think he has the whistle in hand. He's trying to get that whistle out right away. He's pulling out the whistle, and uh, Mike has to take a uh, phone call from none other than Gina. Yeah, he has not just a cell phone, but a cool attachment in his car to hook up to the cell phone so it's you know handless speakerless or uh speakerphone so advanced technology for 1999 keeps ignoring tommy to talk to gina and you can already start to see you know tommy's getting a little you know a little bummed bummed already you can see where it's going at uh mike's house which is very spacious very i don't know beverly hills malibu most wanted yes. <laughs> type thing. It's Very a nice house. Yeah, they got a tennis court, which we'll see in a little bit. 
So they're there. They're cool. having dinner with Mike and his mom, and his dad will come in in a little bit. They're discussing their plans, and Tommy really wants to go to Disneyland, and I don't bit. blame him. Mike's parents, his dad stops in to say, oh, we're going to this big fundraising event in Palm Springs, so Mike, show him a good time. Yeah. Which we'll see he does not. <laughs> so the next morning, oh, no, that night, this is a this is a fun moment. They go up to the room. Yeah, so I don't think it's supposed to be like where he's staying, but they have a cool, super sick home theater room. They got candy. They got a popcorn machine. They got a movie playing in the background. They, yeah, they got a billion VHSs and the movie. He, they switch on dramatically. Be like, yo, check this out. Switch on the screen. And what is playing? Brick. Whoa, it's Brick. Inception. They really, yeah, they really shelled Econ out for the licensing Inception. fees of another Disney Channel original movie that yeah. at this point was maybe like a year old i can't remember if that was i think that one came out in 98 not a super old one but a good one still one of our favorites and tommy is very much into brink as any good 90s kid should be next morning tommy is super excited he's like yo we're gonna hang out all day me and mike are gonna have so much fun but mike makes some excuse oh i gotta run i got stuff to do and just leaves him alone in the house so then we get a really sad sequence montage. He's of, watching movies. He's playing with the boats at midnight in the pool. He's but he's also sadly soccer. kicking a soccer ball just alone in the yard. Bouncing it off his head. He's wearing jeans and all of his warm clothing out in the 90 degree heat. Kicking it on the ball. Playing tennis by himself. There's like a thousand balls yeah, laying on the ground. Just, he had that machine just shooting balls at him. So at night, we see him, yeah, he's watching movies or playing at night, and we just see Mike always on the phone. So it's kind of a multi-part montage, then we get, like, the next day, so this is multi-days that are happening. He's lassoing a statue. And he's teaching the nanny. Not not the the nanny. nanny. (laughs) He's teaching the maid how to lasso. Yeah, he seems to be making really good friends with the maid. He makes her breakfast. Yes. But he's watching so many movies, and we see that because... Like any person who's watching VHSs, he just has the stacks of the boxes around him that are empty. He doesn't put the movies he, he away. He puts the movie in, finishes it, takes it out, doesn't put it back in the box. If he was at my house, he would drive me fucking crazy. So after a few days have happened, the maid, Arlene, Arlene takes Mike aside, takes him to task, and basically says, you're being a huge fucking dick. It's been, he's been here like a whole week or whatever, and Mike's like, oh, you know, we got we got a whole week. And she's like, well, that whole week ends tomorrow. Yep, because he's leaving tomorrow. They haven't been to Disneyland. She's like, will you actually take him? And he says, yes. I never kid about but going to <laughs> Disneyland. That's right. Well, he is being turned into a liar in short shrift right here. And he lies plenty in this movie. So they're on the drive to Disneyland. But lo and behold, Mike gets another call from Gina, who yeah. wants him to meet her daddy, who's in town for, for time. just for a few hours. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll make an exception. He does put up at least somewhat of a resistance to he say, does. I want to, I know I need to do this with Tommy, but he caves pretty quick. He has to take her off a speakerphone to like whisper to her. I'm like, okay, just for two minutes, just for two minutes. So he pulls go. over. At a place called Kitty Zone. Kittle Zone. Yeah, when I, the sign, the eye looks a little weird, so I thought it said Kittle Zone, <laughs> which I think would be a fun, more fun name. But it's basically a toddler daycare yeah. romping so I said so much fun here as a kid. Big indoor. Mike tries to sell it. Oh, this is the fucking most happening place. I had so much fun here, and there's like four-year-olds running around. <laughs> yeah. 
So Tommy <laughs> is definitely nonplussed about it no. totally. Leaves him there. Mike goes and meets Gina and her daddy. At a horse track. Yep, they're betting on the ponies. So they're having a great time. Mike feels that he's staying too long. He wants to leave. But then the dad gets him to stay You're a little bit longer. You're winning so much. You're so good at these yeah, picks. We, we on a roll. We're waving, our, we're waving the cash around. Ah, I'm on a hot streak. So he stays a little bit longer. It's a good feeling. So when he's finally leaving, he's definitely rushing. He's running out, jumps in his car, pulls out Backs real quick. Backs up into somebody's vehicle. Yep. Gets in a fender bender. Exchanges a hit him. and run, if you will. No. He called it a hit and run. Well, that that's later when he lies, as he constantly does. So, yeah, a fender bender. He exchanges information with the the lady he hit. So like, I got to go. I got a family emergency. And so rather than her, she, she was kind of pissed at him. Then she, she's like, oh, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, okay. I hope everything's going to be all right, you know. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's got a silver tongue. He's a quick talker, quick-witted. Yes. He can get himself out of almost any situation. We might find one soon that he is not able to get out Ooh. of. So he goes to the kitty zone. We get a, a fun little segment where he is rushing around inside of the jungle gym. Yes. Trying to find Tommy, Tommy. who he can't. And it gets weird where it starts like swirling really? around. I, I, I think that's when he got into the, the, there was that ball, you know, it was like moving back and forth. I think when he got into that. I, I it was before like, that, but you know how like a mirror. If you think back to your childhood, playgrounds like this have those like domed windows that you look out yeah. of. So he was kind of there. I don't know. I thought it was gonna be like he was weirdly claustrophobic or something, <laughs> but it's never mentioned again. No. He, I guess, was just moving around so fast. He was running out of air. Really he was getting dizzy. dizzy. He leaves the the jungle area, the jungle gym area. Talks to the attendant because when he brought Tommy in. He signed him in because yeah. that's what parents do. They're like, oh, I'm bringing my child in. Sign out when he leaves. And the attendant said that he was signed out by... Arlene's son. Yes, the maid who he had called to come pick him up. Mike goes back home, Rushes finds home. Tommy, where he's always been, sitting, watching TV. Yeah. And... You know what you made me go through? Yeah. You had me running around. Tries to come up with an excuse. Tommy's... Having none of it because he's had a week of excuses from Mike. And then and then he tells Tommy, oh, I, I just kept winning on the horses. And then um, Tommy gets pissed. He's like, you were you were betting on horses? You know, that's inhumane. And yeah, Michael's, he calls it animal abuse. Yeah, Michael's like, they're just horses. <gasps> and then Tommy is pissed. Yep. That night, uh, or sometime after that, Mike's parents have come home. They're asking, oh, well, how was Disneyland, Tommy? And Tommy, for whatever reason, lies yeah. to cover for Mike. He's Just like, oh, every, it was the best time of my life. Everything I expected it to be. Uh, Mike's dad says he sees that the car has a dent in it. And then yeah. this is where Mike says, oh, it was a it was a hit and run. I don't know who hit it. What's going on? So yeah. Mike is just caught up. You can tell his dad's kind of, he's questioning him there in that moment. So then Tommy leaves. Michael isn't around. He's in class or something. And... He's there with his whistle, who, which he did not give to Michael, because he did not deserve it, really. That night, Mike's parents are letting him know that they basically know everything. Tommy got home. He told his mom that it was a fucking terrible time, so Tommy's mom, Jules, called Michael's her parents. sister or yeah. brother. I don't know what the relation is between them. So they know that he was leaving him alone all this time and being a dick. And then some cops stopped by to say that Tommy gave the wrong information to the lady he hit 
And then it almost kind of was a hit and run, or at least he was being fraudulent in the insurance exchange, which is a big no-no. So, of course, Mike tries to talk his way out of this situation. Oh, I'll, I'll, hey, I'll pay money for my trust fund to fix the Porsche. And his dad's like, hey, money can't that's buy not, everything. Your trust can't trust fix everything. So dad comes up with a great punishment because Tommy has a trip coming up. It's like the end of the semester. So the summer's coming up where he's yeah. going to go to Europe for a, in quotation, study trip with Gina and her family. But not really. But dad says, this is in jeopardy right now. And to prove yourself, you're going to Tommy and Jules Ranch for a month. And you're helping out for free. Yes. But, 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 but dad, a no but son of mine. So we get a cut to Montana, which is basically, I would think, the nightmare of any uppity, yuppie, California white folk. We get a cue of some country music coming in. Uh, we get to see Mike styling in his best country style. He's all black, like a wannabe Johnny Cash of some kind. And everybody is giving Mike the cold shoulder, all the attendants at the... The airport, who are all basically cowboys. Tommy's like, ratted on me. Like, everybody's like, yeah, he's we know Tommy's. The whole town. So they're just dropping his bags, not handing oh, them yeah. to him. Thanks. Which didn't even seem like that much of like a slight. They could have left his bags on the plane. and But they nicely put them on the ground for him. Uh, and then he's just like, hi. And they're like, Argh. look at this city slicker. City slicker. And Tommy is also not happy to see Mike and kind of isn't giving him the time of day or whatever. So, as you can tell, this is definitely going to be a fish-out-of-water movie from basically this point until the end, or at least much of the middle portion is. So, Jules, Mike's aunt, Tommy's mother, has some business that she needs to attend to in town. Yeah. So, she makes them wait in the truck while she's talking to a banker. Yeah. And she comes back, and she doesn't have a great look on her face. Seems like she has some bad news. Tommy knows. We'll find out exactly what that means in a little while. Yeah. Get stuff like... Tommy asking, "Oh, can I get a latte around here?" Oh no, we don't have Your we don't have none of that fancy stuff. But while this is being said, we didn't look up. Unlike some of the other movies we watched, we didn't look up where the production took place. But even if this is in Montana, it looked like a pretty nice. It's town. a Montana that has at least a decent sized mall. There weren't like tumbleweeds blowing down the streets or anything. Yeah, they could have played it up a little bit more. So I think while whether a Starbucks or not, he'd be able to find. Some kind of coffee shop in this town. But then he also says, oh, what's that smell? Because manure sells bad. I'm not disagreeing with him there. He gets introduced to uh, the farmhands, Mule and Twister. Twister. Twister, who is definitely the the classic mustachioed, he's, he's grizzled. Reco- he's recognizable, too. I couldn't tell you his name right now. I want to say he, in Lost, he plays like one of the others. That is prominent That's in like season true. three. But that I sounds don't, right. I don't remember his name. He's familiar though. You'd recognize him. Maybe. But they're they're both tough uh, country folk. Yes. Saying, "Oh, have you even like worked a day in your life?" Yeah, Those... He grabs his hands and he's feeling his hands. Yeah. He's like, "You don't work, boy. Ahead, do you?" <laughs> Ooh, I, I work you in my own way. <laughs> squeal, boy, squeal. Cue the banjos. Uh, no, that might have happened. It's in a deleted scene. And then. We learn that Mike is going to be bunking with Tommy, which I yes. can't remember if he's on the top bunk or the bottom bunk. I think it's the only time we ever see really the beds. Uh, no, we see him more, but I don't remember. I think, he, I think he's actually on the bottom. The bottom, yes. Tommy's when he's, on the when top. He's, when he's dinging yeah. a little triangle. 
And in the room, he sees that Tommy has a picture that must have been taken at the reunion, the family Bill. reunion of Bill. Tommy with Michael. So he's getting a sense that, yeah, maybe I did fuck up a lot because this kid really idolizes me, looks yeah. up to me, and I was a total douche. No. Mike is talking on his phone, just walking around outside. He's complaining to Gina about his whole situation, which I question if in 1999, in the middle of where the fuck, Montana, if he'd have a cell reception, but we'll suspend or disbelieve for a little bit. Still can't get reception out in Montana. Gina is shopping like any good California girl and is asking for some sparkling water from one of the, the shop staff, which... Still applies today because everybody's all about that LaCroix. So Tommy is giving him a taste of his own medicine, Michael, that is, because yeah. he's like, oh, this is our TV. You want to watch TV? <laughs> and Mike's like, yeah, sure, I guess. And then he's like, you want to watch something with me, Tommy? And Tommy says, no, I'm going to go to bed. So it first seemed like that Tommy was... He does recreate the situation where Michael was always sleeping or somewhere else in California and Tommy was just watching TV. But at first I was thought, is Tommy punishing himself by forcing himself to go to sleep really early? Because Michael comments that it's still light out, but we find out that, no, that might just be Tommy's bedtime because... They have to get up at 4.30 the next morning. And the classic way you do out in the country is you just bang a, a triangle. triangle. Yes. You know, one of those ones you'd use in music class. Tommy's waking up Michael, and Michael's, he's not into it. He's like, man, it's it's 4.30, man. You know, I just went to bed a couple hours ago. He's like, I, I, you know, I'm not going to be good if I don't get a couple more hours of sleep. So Tommy's... And then Tommy lets slip something that he had mentioned in his conversation with Gina the night before. So Michael's like, you were listening? And then Tommy's like, yeah, and I know your dad's phone number. So, so he's basically... Off 3.1415925. Yeah, he's basically blackmailing him at this point. Yes. So Tommy, Michael, I, Michael enjoyed, I enjoyed the fact that the way this movie could go is Michael's a jerk. He comes out to help Tommy. Tommy's nice to him. They get along. But there's some bumps in the road where Tommy gets his punches in on Michael. And it's yep. it's fun and enjoyable. Yes. At breakfast, as we mentioned briefly a little bit earlier, we get another dig at some California folks because Mike asks for turkey bacon, to which Twister replies, bacon comes from a pig, not a turkey. And <laughs> I fucking A, I agree with uh, with Twister there. Twister? No? It's like a, is that a rapper's name? Twista, Twista is, a, is rapper. a rapper. He is known for his ability to rap extremely fast, yes. as in the song... Overnight Celebrity featuring one Kanye West. Or the Kanye West song, Slow Jams. I think that's a Kanye song. Whichever, those are two songs he worked with Kanye on. Twista, worldwide. And one part of that song, the girl's like, faster, faster. (laughs) And Kanye's like, I can't go that fast. And that's when Twista comes in. Check it out, guys. It's a good song. Okay. So Mike gets assigned that day uh, the job of... Shifting a giant pile of manure. He was asked, um, you know, would you like to come out and ride horses? And he's like, I got to get acclimated. So, you know, he, he ends up staying on the farm. And like Lucas said, he also has to do some, some around the housework, which involved moving a big pile of manure. And it's a, as you would imagine, basically how this scene would go. It's very comical. He's using a wheelbarrow, shoveling it in, slipping around, eventually slips and falls straight into the manure. 
to which all the farm hands and Tommy come back. back. Yep. Get to laugh at him. What's... Why? Why are you laughing? Well, why didn't you use the tractor? <laughs> tractor. He's... Yeah, it's right around there, right around the corner. I figured you would have seen it. Yeah, he's like, you're in college, right? I figured you'd be smart enough to know about this mysterious tractor that's not around and to know how to drive it because it's just like driving a car, right? No. So that is just one of a couple or at least two fake-out chores that Michael gets put on as Tommy sticks it to him. That night, uh, Jules and Tommy are watching a sunset. Jules is talking to Tommy about how... They, as we alluded to when they were in town, that she owes, or the family, the ranch, owes a lot of money to the bank. And they don't have the money, and they're going to have an auction in four weeks where they're just going to auction off whatever there is on the farm. Yeah. And then that's left with, you know, they get that money, and then they'll leave the ranch behind. Oh, she asks Tommy to keep it a secret. Don't let, I guess, really just Michael, but it seems like she wants it to be secret from Twister and Mule, but I think Twister and Mule know about it, too. So Mike comes in, or comes out to join them, and at this point, Tommy turns in for the night, because he's, he's, I'm whipped, ma. He doesn't say He's tired. So then Jules is talking to Mike about a treehouse that's out in the yard that Mike, or uh, Tommy and his dad had worked on before Tommy's dad died, Mm -hmm. and it's unfinished. And, hmm, I wonder what that might result Hmm. in later on in this movie. Hmm. Next day, Tommy takes Mike out to ride horses with the group to manage the herd. But first we get an extended scene where they're picking out which horse Mike wants to ride. Mike's horse that he gets assigned is called Slingshot, but it's a little... It looks so sickly. It looks like he's got his hoof in the mud. He's going to be dying today. Yeah, well, he says one hoof in the glue factory. That's what it is. And it's, yeah, you can see, like, the ribs a bit on the horse. I think it might have been a little overblown, but Mike is not having any of it. So he picks a different horse that is first just referred to as Black. Black. We'll also learn that it's called Black Lightning for reasons you can probably surmise. And he gets him ready, trying to, you know, saddle up the horse. He's all ready to go. But then the horse isn't responding really well. He's shaking the reins. Mike is, that is, shaking the reins. He's not going. So then he spurs the horse, who then just starts bucking, bucking. around. Tommy, well, Tommy had asked him, you know, well, let me let me walk you around with him and get yeah, used to him and get him, you know, warmed up to you. But he's like, no, I, I got this. It's easy peasy. So yeah, a little comical thing where he's getting bucked around by the horse. He gets bucked off into the pen where there's also a bull. The farm has yes. a bull with their cattle. And... He quickly gets out of the bullpen. That's the last we see of the bull, but he gets It almost saved. kills him. Takes yeah. off his arm. Uh, somewhere in this time, they have a conversation about wild horses, that there's some wild horses nearby to the ranch that will play a role later on. Major role. Then we get a, a bit of an intense sequence where they're dealing with the cattle or new calves where they're first lassoing the calves yep. and then tackling them down. <laughs> Flipping them over. In kind of extreme ways. Aggressive. And then branding the calves. And the close-up shot of the, the brand, the burning metal being pushed into the which cow's I, neck or whatever it was. Which I just had to assume was fake or, you know, could have been leather or a hide of a cattle or cow, but not 
a live one that was there. That seems. <laughs> I mean, I they do it, so it wouldn't be the worst thing for them to have in the End movie. End of the movie, they got the Humane Society approval on on this film, so. so it wouldn't be anything out of the ordinary for cowboys to do, or for these animals to even be treated. But just the idea of having a close up on burning flesh just <laughs> seems like something they wouldn't do in decom. But, but they did it. Yeah, they did it in one way or the other. So after whatever that was, they were kind of in an enclosure there, but they take the the, the group that is, so they're with Ma, or Jules, Ma. Mule, and Twister. They take the calves and cattle out to the range. They're out pasturing or whatever. They're settling down to have a night out, kind of camping, but Mike gets yeah. first watch because there's, there's wolves. wolves about. Wolves around here, these parts. So of course his watch he spends partially on the on his cell phone, cell phone. talking to Gina. Gina. But we're kind of getting the the slow change. The change. In Michael's about, character. Yeah, it's for about a two thirds into the movie. Maybe not quite yet. No, not two thirds yet. Not not quite yet. But yes, uh, Michael's talking to talking to Gina, and, and she's she's like looking through all of her clothes and stuff, and and he's starting to look up at the sky, which suddenly turns to a pretty purple color. And there are shooting stars, and Michael's like, wow, we don't get this back home, we don't see this. So yeah, he's distracted by the beauty of nature, and Gina is pissed, because he's not Notice me, what's, what's more important there than talking to me, listening to what I she say? She can't compare to the majesty of Mother Nature. And he's like, what, huh? She's like, ugh, I'm just sick of you, just ugh. She calls back again. Yeah, she first angrily hangs up on him. Yes. But then immediately calls back. Which triggers a whole bunch of... The cow starts stampeding while he's struggling to answer the phone. And you can hear her in the background say, Oh, I missed you so much. You know, it was only like five seconds. You know, do you still love me? And the cows are running and he's struggling to hold on to the phone. And But yeah, it's the ringtone of the cell phone. Because yes. Michael is definitely not the type of person to put it on vibrate. Because he's just one of those guys. So it, it triggers the stampede. It triggers him fumbling for the phone. Um, he ends up getting bucked off of the horse and has to start running to get away from the, the cattle that are stampeding towards him. He dials 911, and he's like, there's stampede, and the 911 operator's like, where? It's right behind me. The operator was very calm and <laughs> didn't think it was a crank call, which I probably would have, but maybe, I, hey, I'm no 911 operator in Montana. So Michael has to jump up into a tree, and when he's jumping, he must lose his phone, so he's hanging onto the tree while the cows, you know, run past him. And, and I really felt the way he was hanging in the tree, it was a tree that, it was a branch he was holding onto, and was kind of bending with his weight. Might and it snap. It reminded me very much of the iconic scene oh, in The Lion boy. King, where Simba Too is soon. escaping from... The stampede, holding out of that branch as it's falling down while the water buffalo are stampeding Kill past his father. Him. Nothing that dramatic. Tommy does not die, or <laughs> it, Michael doesn't kill Tommy's father and then tells Tommy to run away and never come back. But yeah, his phone is crashed. Smashed. And the, the farmhands and Tommy and... Twist the pissed. He, they're not, yeah, they're like... They could call me pissed because that's how I feel right now. Oh. Tommy, I think, picks up the phone, and he's like, really, you know, kind of thing? He's like, a phone or whatever, and Twist is like... <laughs> we don't have phones on these parts. Twi Twist just takes it and just chucks it on the ground, and they nobody says anything, and then they just kind of walk away. And then he picks up the phone, and he's like, oh, man, my phone, my Blackberry. So Mike gets a, a punishment chore of hauling Post. a bunch of lumber into oh, a truck. Right. And yeah. this turns out to be another fake-out chore because... Yeah. 
the lumber, he moves into a truck that's right by the lumber, but it's a truck that reasonably he could tell that maybe wouldn't work because it had like grass grown out of it. Yeah, it was super rusty old, and run had down. It, had it been ran in 15 years. And so yeah, he moves all of the lumber. Then yeah, mule one of the farmhands is like, you're a fucking idiot. That truck isn't running. You didn't know about the truck behind the barn? So it's another like, okay, Tommy, you're getting a, you're getting your punches in, Michael but maybe you're going pissed. a little too far. Yes, Michael is extremely pissed. He tracks down Tommy. He's like, I'm sick of this. We're even. Even Stevens. Yeah, he's like, I was, I was fucking shitty, but you've been shitty too. Tommy gets mad because he says, "Hey, at one point I thought we, I wish we were brothers. Why did I look up? I respected you." you. And then Mike really goes in hard, and he's like, "Wait, is this all about the family reunion?" You snot nosed seven year old. Yeah, you think I'd care that much? Everybody was under thirty. You were the only one I could talk to. Everybody else was fucking old as fuck. No one. You think I cared about you? So that was hate you. That was probably a bit much. Yes. So yeah, they're both mutually pissed. Mike uh, backs up the truck and leaves. Yeah, and, and then Tommy just storms off on his horse. When he takes the lumber, which is supposed to be used to mend the fence, but Mike's like, "Fuck that! I'm not doing that." And he gets a, a tongue lashing from Twister, the farmhand, because he Twister comes Twister comes across him sleeping on top of the truck, and he's like, "I was waiting for you," and he's like, "Ain't that hard to replace a post, son?" He just goes into him about him basically being lazy, selfish, only caring about himself. And doesn't he know that they're about to lose the ranch? people are going to lose their farm. Mike is like, what do you mean lose the farm? They didn't tell you? Well, they probably figured you wouldn't give a damn. Mike feels correctly bad and leaves early the next morning to go out and mend the fence, which... Yeah. In the opening credits, we saw that whichever Lawrence brother, I think this one is Joey, who plays Mike, was one of the producers of this movie. And this scene yeah. is very good for showing off his toned Muscles, biceps. His 8% body fat. He rips his shirt off and he's hammering in those posts real hard. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, this is the scene where he's wearing a, a tank top and... They've got oil whatever he's doing to clamp the, the like barbed wire really to the fence. Muscles yeah, flex. They're bulging. Uh, he's working it, and he's I'm like breaking out, really veiny. Way to make me self conscious, <laughs> Disney Channel, putting out these unrealistic body images. <laughs> Tommy comes riding by, and he apologizes, and Mike I'm apologizes. Sorry, they have a heart to heart. Mike goes back and says, "No, I really did enjoy our time at the family yeah. reunion." Uh, so they kind of come the, to uh, an appreciation of each other. Is, yes, this is when they're sitting on the bench that uh, Tommy and his father had made. And they're sitting down and they're, they're gazing upon all the wild horses in the bluff, that they're, the bluff that they're on. Tommy starts naming off every horse, you know. He's like, you don't seriously know every How single How wild horse. can they be if he feels the ownership of naming them? Oh, Michael's like, you don't know them all. And he names them all off. And then he's like, that one's Tommy boy. My dad had named him. Yeah, and it's just like the real Tommy Boy where it's sad because it's about a fucking dad dying. <laughs> so the Tommy Boy horse is real special. So yeah, it's a nice moment as most DCOMs have to have at least one, some kind of heart-to-heart. I enjoy that this is and a new relationship that's explored. It's not father-son, brother-sister, whatever. Cousin-brother. Yeah. Cousin-cousin. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of brother-brother, brother, brother. but it's it's cousin-cousin in this situation. And this is two-thirds through the movie. Like, literally, like, an hour in, there's a half an hour left. 
Yeah, overall, the structure of this movie is pretty good. It doesn't really feel too rushed overall. There's at least, there's one scene coming up that I thought was maybe kind of arrived at Pokey. quickly. But overall, pretty good structure, good setup. We get multiple settings. We get the, the funness of California as well as the ranch setting. So Mike, during the situation, asks him, that is Tommy, about why he didn't tell him about that they were losing the ranch. And Tommy says, well, I didn't think you would care. He says that they're having the auction next week, but Mike is leaving for his trip with Gene out tomorrow. So, yes. like, what the fuck do you care? So, at this point, Mike, we get a scene where he's doing his best Kevin Bacon from Footloose, where yeah. instead of dancing his rage out, he's riding, a, he's riding Black Lightning very yes. hard to, I don't know what destination, but he... Comes back to the farmhouse where he uses their landline call home since his cell phone is trashed. He talks to his dad about the ranch. His dad knew that they were losing it. He said that he had already offered Jewel some money. She didn't want it. He said it could be a loan, but she didn't want it because she was probably worried she couldn't pay it back. Sad blood money. And Michael just can't understand why. What's up with this pride? Why wouldn't they take the money? It'd be so easy. And... One of the main themes or messages of the movie is not everything can be easy or money can't solve everything. But once we get to the end of the movie, it does turn out that some things can be even easier than we would actually imagine. Yeah. But Mike is on the case. He's trying to figure out some way to rustle up some money. He tries to get Twister, Mule, Tommy. He's pitching this business idea to Twister specifically that is essentially a pyramid scheme. And Twister, he wasn't born yesterday, so he can tell that this A will not work and B is also probably illegal. And that even if they were able to get this money, that Jules is still prideful enough that she wouldn't end up taking the money, even if they raised it by whatever means. Yeah. So some point that day or the next day, Tommy and Jules are off to go to some local barbecue shindig. And Mike stays behind. And to give back, he wants to, he goes and works on Tommy's treehouse and finishes his treehouse because despite hardly working a day in his life, it seems, he is an accomplished carpenter. Master carpenter. And also very quick. So he finishes the treehouse while it's still light out. Yeah. So it's not even like a full day has passed or anything. A couple hours, he's done with the treehouse. Tommy and Jewel are pulling up and... Tommy is, is he's immediately pissed. Here Michael is. He's so happy. He's like, hey, buddy, I got it all finished for you. And and Tommy is, he's crying. He's he's like, that was for me and my dad. My, my dad didn't finish. And he climbs up the treehouse and just starts ripping it apart. He's hitting off the railings that Michael's built. and he, Yeah, he literally panels, kicks one of the railings off. off. It's pretty funny. He's pissed. And this is, this is the scene I felt was kind of rushed to, like... I think is a very reasonable reaction. I think Tommy, maybe his actor, I guess, I think Andrew Lawrence, wasn't maybe of the the caliber at the time to really sell these kinds of emotions. And just, yeah, it seemed rushed to, it could have been a more powerful moment, but it just happens really quickly. He like comes out of the truck, immediately mad, goes to demolish it, and then runs inside. And this is like over the course of 30 seconds. And it's basically never really addressed again as far as the the great emotions he has with his treehouse and his dad. It was a it was an interesting thing because when the treehouse was first established, I definitely figured, oh, they're gonna work on it together. It'll be a great bonding thing for them. Spoiler alert, they still do work on it together, but this was a 
an interesting wrinkle, adds some emotional depth to the characters, even if it's not the most well acted. So Mike has a phone conversation that night with Gina where he's talking about how all this terrible shit's happening to them. He feels so bad. And Gina's like, that's really depressing. Can we talk about uh, me? me? Let's talk about me. Uh, (laughs) And this is, you can see at this point, Michael is really starting to feel distant from Gina. He now knows about hardship. He knows about hard work. Yeah. And, and he, he likes the hard work. He's like, yeah, okay, I got to go. I got to get up early in the morning. She's like, this is like a reverse. You, you got to get up. What do you mean? Those words are swear words in your dictionary. Yeah. Well, she doesn't need to be Southern. She is definitely not Southern. Uh, but yeah, he has a different appreciation of life. And it just seems that Gina can't relate because she is also in a, you know, the seat of privilege. Spoiled. Having everything handed yes. to her, which Michael was too, but he has gone on the Paris Hilton trip to learn more about life. Next day, Tommy rushes up to Michael, seemingly forgiving him for working on his treehouse because yeah. Tommy says that Tommy boy, not to be confused with Tommy, Tommy has not fallen down a well, but Tommy boy, the wild horse, has fallen into a mud pit and could potentially die. So yes. we get a dramatic sequence where they're riding off there and they're Got a rope. They're lassoing it around Tommy boy. Tommy's getting all up in the mud, getting just completely covered. dirty. Tommy boy's freaking out as they're trying to pull him out. And then this is where Tommy just goes up and calms him down. And it didn't really hit me, but Jacob, rightfully, I think. Horse sense. He he got the horse sense. that horse sense. They needed to hit it home. I mean, I kind of like that they didn't. Try to establish this. Oh, he's a prodigy, some fantastical power. There's not some onlooker. I'll be that boy. There got the horses. He got he got the shine on for them horses. So but, he's, he's calming down, good old time boy. Yeah, he's a you know Caesar Ramon of horses. He's yeah. horse whisperer. He's, he's all dirty in the mud. He saves the horse. There, save Tommy boy. He gets to run off because he's still a wild wild horse. Yeah. Then they're going back home. Jules comes out. Oh, wow, you're really dirty. Because at this point, uh, Tommy, Michael really wasn't dirty at all. Tommy, though, looked like in... Uh, covered in... He like, covered in mud. Like Michael falling in the horse poop. Tommy's covered in... True. I was going to go for a little more fun <laughs> comparison. <laughs> that, Like uh, another Disney property, Winnie the Pooh, when he is trying to get the honey from honey. the honey tree that's full of uh... bees. And he's a little black rain cloud. He covers himself in mud. But Jules isn't so worried about how dirty Tommy is. She's worried that Mike is going to be late to his plane Plane. trip. He's got to get to the airport. So uh, Michael gets cleaned up. Jules drives him off in the truck. But wait. We get a nice little scene. We get get little little Tommy pulling up, not in a vehicle alongside the the vehicle. High speed chasing a tractor. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Tommy pulling up on, I don't know which one of the horses he was riding, but he's pulling up alongside and he's like, hey, Michael, I want you to have this. And he passes off the trusty whistle meant for Michael. You know, he was going to give it to him in California, but now he finally feels that he can truly give it to him. He's earned it. He's earned the magic whistle, the horse whistle. And, and Michael re- recognizes it as a similar one that he got at the reunion. So, like, Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, we're not really sure the difference, but uh, Tommy's like, yeah, I made, an, I made another one. Yeah. So back in California, he arrives safely, and Mike is back to his 
old ways almost where he's at the track with Gina and daddy betting on the ponies. Gina's dad at some point, this was, we didn't bring it up in a conversation, but Gina mentions that her dad bought a horse because yes, yes. I don't know. He likes horses or he some really likes shit. Horses. So well, his, we see Michael, he's not like cheering him on. He's just really like watching them gallop and like, and he's seeing the jockeys hit the side of them. Yeah, so he's maybe picking up on how, Tommy feels that they're they could just be ab- horses. They could be abused, but at the same yeah. time, I mean, yes, I'm not going to say that race horses. Are, some of them get treated well when they like win and get to retire, but if they break a leg, they basically get shot because they're not good anymore. Yeah. And cowboys or farmhands definitely treat their horses better, but they're still spurring them. They're hitting them with metal spikes on their boots, yeah. so they're not completely blameless. If you want to have a horse, have a good time. Let it be one of them wild horses like Tommy Boy over there. Tommy Boy. So Gina's dad horse. Dad's horse. Yeah, he wins. So Gina, Tommy, or not Tommy, Mike. Tommy's there in the background. He's like, those bastards. Too many Tommies. Uh, So Gina, Mike, and Daddy get to go down to take pictures by the horse. I I was waiting for you to, but there's too many dead parents in this. Uh, So it's not really clear what spooks the horse. It could have been the pictures. I I think it was the photographs, the flash. That's likely, but they don't really establish what it is. But the horse is rearing up. Knocks, I think it knocks the jockey that was yep, on it off. He falls off, but but here's Michael, quick to action. He's he's grabbing the reins of the horse. He's he's stroking its mane. He's stroking its side of its cheeks on its face. Yeah, careful there. And he's like, "It's okay. It's all good." He's he's hogging it, and and the the dad's like, "Let a professional do that, Michael." And he's like, "No, I got this." And he's hey, he calms, calms it down. Calms down the winning horse. And then somebody and, in the office is like. My God, that boy there got the horses. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So we have a title, but not really. Uh, no, Nobody says that, but it's seemingly that I guess it runs in the family, but maybe skips around generations or down the tree yeah. that Michael now possesses the horse sense <laughs> as well. Uh. So Michael is back at his parents' house and he's about to leave on his trip to Europe with Gina's family. Gina's pulling up in her fancy little vehicle. But he decides to not go. He like fakes her out. He's walking out there. The big chauffeur, limo. Yep, chauffeur is about to take his bag. And he's like, "No, I got this." Brushes him off, and he's like, "Janina, I can't." Her name this. is not Janina. <laughs> it's like she used. He used Janina. her full name that had not been mentioned in the genuine fancy tab. So yeah, he goes on a trip about town where he first sells the Porsche at some car lot. Then yep. he goes to, I guess, his family's accountant of some kind and liquidates some of his trust funds assets gets a get a stack of undisclosed bills change uh and then he returns to the ranch he goes up in hand yeah he goes up to jules gives her a check which she refuses she rips up and blows blows it in his face she does not do that you have me questioning if she ripped it up, but no, she no. says she can't take it. And he says, oh, but I'm not giving it to you. It's an investment. I believe it's in like, the ranch. We've invested way too much into this. We, you just got to know when enough's yeah. enough. She's like, lost clearly up. you're very bad in college because <laughs> this is a terrible investment. We've, we've taken out loans before. We can't pay them back after Papa died. And we just can't do it anymore. And this was even before the recession in 2008. <laughs> uh, so... She yeah she can't take the money but she appreciates the offer. It comes from the heart. Yeah, she we appreciate where it comes from. It's coming from the right place. Don't lose that. So at the auction, they're 
bringing out all the furniture from the house. And this is a very contrived scene where there's a big chest that Tommy and Michael are carrying together. Yes. Michael's like, Jesus Christ, what's in here? And Tommy's, oh, I just got some of my old schoolwork. So for whatever reason, Michael really wants to look at the schoolwork. So they open the chest. He first takes a paper and sees that he got an A plus on it. And he tells Tommy, not bad, which I thought was funny because literally nothing is better than A+. It's the go, best buddy. he can do. Way to go, bud. But then he has an epiphany or he remembers his paper that he got a D on, yes. which is in what class? Land, uh, trust, land trust or whatever the whatever. fuck. So he rushes inside, yeah. calls his dad, tells him to find his paper, to look at it. He's like, oh, you sure? You did fucking terrible on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. So his dad reads him off something. We don't know quite what, but Mike has a plan. He goes out, gets on black lightning and just leaves the auction behind, gets into town where he goes and meets with Jules's banker yeah. and is gives a, a reasonable spiel where he's like, do you really want to foreclose on this ranch? You've already foreclosed on so many. It was established that cattle prices were bad. A lot of ranches in the area were having troubles and getting foreclosed on. And yeah. he says, you foreclosed on 16 ranches, but none of them have sold. And you're losing money unless they sell. And the banker's like, mm, okay, you make a good point. But then he also says, Jules's farm could meet requirements for a land trust. They and then, I don't wow, know, it would make the bank money or something. I yeah. don't really quite know. So at the auction, Mike comes back on a horse. The auctioneer's on the back of a truck rattling off. He's like, wait, stop everything. And there's a, a gas from the crowd. <gasps> Shrek comes into the church and says, I am I'm a believer. I'm going to be here. Uh, so then he gets on the microphone, Michael, that is, and says, the this auction is canceled. Sell no more. No. And but then, they've already sold everything. Yeah. But Jules is pissed, says, no, stop it. I know what you're trying to do, but we need this money. And no. Michael goes, uh-huh-huh. Uh-huh. Au contraire, Aunt uh-huh. Julie. Uh-huh. Uh, he says that the land that they own meets the requirements of a undisclosed land trust because there's wild horses on it. Yes. Which means that it can be bought up and by a land trust, I assume it's something put out or some program by the government. Yeah. It's not really clear because this is a decom. It's not super important. So, yeah. So, what he said is you would no longer own the land, but you could live on here and the, you would get paid to take yes, care of it. Yes. Not that. only would their debt be forgiven by whatever the land trust is buying yeah. the land for, but that they'd be allowed to stay and manage it. Paid. But it's like only part of their land has the wild horses on it. And then it's like. Do they keep their cattle and stuff on there? Because that shouldn't be included. That's not... It seems very yeah. questionable, and I don't really buy it, but... That's a decom. It's got a the good The family buys ending. it, and the, the government buys it, supposedly. Yeah. So, yay! It's, it's all good. And Mike asks Tommy and Jules if it's okay if he can stay at the ranch a little bit longer so he can yeah. help out and learn more about himself and Tommy and life. And then we get a final shot where Tommy asks Mike for some help on the treehouse because he fucked it up after (laughs) Mike tried to be nice to him. So a good good finishing shot maybe could have been drawn out a little bit longer because it gets cut fairly abruptly of them working on the treehouse. And then we get a, I don't know, country little violin tune at the end for the credits. And (laughs) no no freeze frame, no slow-mo, just horse sense. 
horse sense. The mutual horse sense between cousin brothers. Cousin brothers. Oh boy, that was uh, good. Yeah, it was a it was a good, very wholesome film. Yeah, very much could be an ABC Family type movie thing. Yeah, not not gonna didn't set our world on fire, but I think it was still it's... enjoyable enough for us. Had yeah. some fun moments. I enjoyed the the new familial dynamic of cousin rivalry or anger and growth. Yeah, didn't didn't blow us out of the water. I mean, I, I don't know where I would rank it on my list but it's not at the bottom it's it's, it's I, don't, I don't know if i can put it really on it's just it's it was just a good movie i don't yeah. know it wasn't like where we're sitting at this crazy. is the the 12th one we should have watched so i'd say middle of the pack yeah. it's not it has a good message it's mostly not, well not constructed crazy, awesome not terrible it's stupid. not boring for us like johnny tsunami or at least for me it's not offensive like you lucky dog <laughs> it's not it doesn't have well it does have shitty main characters but or at least a shitty main character. But unlike something like the 13th year, where you're supposed to, I think, like... I think his name is Cody in that. Cody. He was not likable, but in this, you're not supposed to like he, Michael. He and he is, There's in some ways, just as unlikable as Cody. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say very middle of the pack, maybe just because we have watched some good ones, maybe a little bit lower on there. But overall, can't complain. And... We have, I can't remember what it's called, but something exciting up, in the future. Up, up, and away. Well, related to Horse Sense, that there's an actual oh. sequel where, I don't know the complete context. Horse Sense, S-C-E-N-T-S. No. A sequel. It's like Washed Away or something like that oh, where island. they right. get stranded. Tommy and Michael, I believe, somehow get stranded on an island. Uh, a twist you would not think a movie like Horse Sense could be about. I actually thought when I was first reading some of the plot synopsis of this that it might involve Tommy and Michael bonding over training like a racehorse so Michael could impress his girlfriend's dad, which would have been a less, much more of a shitty kind of thematic direction to take it in. So that was another episode for us. A little shorter one. Yeah, a little, a little bit of a shorter one. So again, if you'd like to email us, Please email us. I feel kind of sad putting this out here all the time, but email us. You don't need to give us any. It doesn't even need to be decom related. You can ask us what our favorite food is, what our favorite color is. It's, uh, you almost got me. You almost got a free one there, but I'm not going to tell you what my favorite color is. I'll tell you what it isn't. Red. Red sucks. Okay. But if you do want to email us, uh, it can be at a whole new pod at gmail.com. And in lieu of an email, as we sometimes do, being in the, the business of decoms, we sometimes search around online. And when we were looking for, in this case, an image to be used for our genius episode, we came across uh, an ill-fated blog that somebody had online where they were writing about decoms. Where at this point, they made it up to genius, and that was the last movie they reviewed as a decom. Yeah. And it was ill-fated. He never wrote again. So we've already beaten out this random guy's blog. And this specific blog was genius would have been better if it was rated PG-13. And it was just a raunchy college comedy. And I just enjoyed this because we can have differing opinions and viewpoints. But looking over this guy's short-lived blog, it seemed like almost every decom opinion he had was the opposite of what we had. 
He really liked Johnny Tsunami. He thought it improved on what Brink did wrong. Oh, my. So for us, we're like, what the Ooh. fuck did Brink do wrong? They're not showing Johnny Tsunami <laughs> in horse sense. They're showing Brink. That's right. His genius, he seemed to like the college stuff more than the middle school stuff with Chaz Anthony. Oh. If this guy wrote genius, Chaz Anthony wouldn't even be in the movie. <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, he liked 13th year, I think. You just... And there's been some lists around because mine in the 90s nostalgia, I think like Variety or Entertainment Weekly that I was looking at of all DCOMs ranked or the top 30 ranked. And we see some disparities with what we feel were... I think I saw, yeah, Brink was maybe rated a little lower on some. 13th year for both lists I saw. People actually seemed to like it. And Halloween Town was fairly high Halloween Town's a classic. It's a, it's probably the top five most known. I mean, yeah, it seems three. to get by on like name recognition. But seemingly the yeah. people making these lists did watch the movies again. But I disagree with them. But did they watch all 100 plus? You know, you got to wonder. You I, really do. I do. But that's something we're we're slowly giving out all of our feelings about these different movies. Yes. And maybe we'll have milestone episodes, maybe like 50 or, well, if we get to 100, then we're almost through all the oh DCOMs. My. Well, by then they'll have like five more out. Yeah, they definitely are on a, a slower trickle. Yeah, this much. next year we're looking at, though, 2000, is the year of the, the DCOM. The year of our DCOMs. The, where they were in full swing, we get 12. One, one, one per month. month. The most that there's ever been for a single year of DCOMs. The most there ever will be. There's another one, I think, with 10. But yeah, it definitely slows down to recent years where there's only been maybe like one to three a year. So we still have a lot to get through. We're not going to outpace them for at least a little while. But we might have to touch base and have long deliberation episodes about which DCOM truly reigns supreme I'd like the that. internet is all ablaze with tier lists, power rankings of fast food <laughs> chains, and everything under the sun. So maybe we'll have to need more decom. Release top, an o- official tops. a whole new pod decom power rankings That'd be list. A f- fun little bonus like that. So if you want to give your own power rankings or mention something along those lines, again, the email is a whole new pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at a whole new pod. Which Jacob needs to be better at about uh It'll be updating this week. Which I'll just say now, generally my approach is if we're on schedule for doing these episodes every two weeks, you can expect them that Monday. Not a specific time, just someday on Mon- sometime Monday. Sometime on Monday. It's, it's a good Should time. be the day you can expect a whole new pod. Whether it's three weeks out, yeah. four weeks out, it should be on a Monday. We like to record them on the weekend and I try to get them out. As soon as I can on Monday. So I think this one, whenever you... It doesn't matter to tell you now, but this one should come out early on Monday, hopefully. So look forward to a whole new pod. We're sticking pretty... This is the second in a row. We stuck to two every... Or one every two weeks. Getting so. into a rhythm. Yeah. Feeling good. Uh, Jacob, feel free to... I dare to say plug your Twitter. But. J-A-C-O-B underscore T-E-L-L-I-J-O-H-N. Jacob Telejohn on... Twitter, check it out. Hit that follow button. I I won't I won't rob you of the right. Uh, and I think Jacob, he had an intro of his own in mind, but I said save it for the outro, oh, o- outro, the outro because outro. it's bad. But it's... again, I I feel oh, trepidatious God. throwing it to Jacob for his Twitter and now this. But I guess Jacob, take it away. 
Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the bag. All right, I was gonna see how long you went, and that won't date was, this episode. Too, too that far. won't date this episode at all. <laughs> it was it was long enough. Cowboy, baby. Hell yeah. I want to be a cowboy, baby.